This is Owen Ron with uh, Take Five for Real Estate podcast, and we're trying something new this episode. We've got more than one guest on, and we're also recording this on Zoom. So um, looking forward to new things. Uh, our guests today are Martha Beaudry with Boulevard Properties and Carlotta Morris with Beth Barrister. They're both niche kind of uh real estate firms, I'll say, and uh, I'll let them go a little bit further into their backgrounds. As always, you can like this uh, podcast and share it and feel free to respond in any way if we can answer questions for you. Uh, let's start with uh, Martha. Martha, tell us about your career in real estate and uh, where you are currently. Sure. Um, so I've been practicing real estate for about 14 years now. Um, actually, no, 16 years. <gasps> I'm <laughs> I was actually in the IT business before I was selling um, IT training and IT uh, uh, solutions to small and medium-sized businesses and then after 9-11 and the fall of Enron and everything no one was really investing in IT support so I just felt like it was time for me to find a new career and I really liked real estate because it's flexible I mean if you're flexible there's always a place where you can make money and it, and it requires the same kind of consultative sales skills that you need in that that other type of sale right. and so i you know i had to start off as an apartment locator because i'm you know single and i needed to make money really fast <laughs> so i did that for a couple of years and then i helped open a uh an inner loop leasing agency and then i ended up uh actually starting my own agency and and segued into sales and um so i do both i do a lot of sales i do a lot of leasing i have a lot of investors and uh, so that's kind of how, you know, I got my start. And where's your today where you, you have like a territory that you call home? So my expertise is Interloop. I mean, I know the Interloop very, very well, but, you know, I have clients, you know, my clients, they, they ask me to go where they want me to go. And so I've had people ask me to help them in Pearland. I just did a uh, transaction in Sienna Plantation. I had one client that wanted a really unique farmhouse out, you know, out in the country, and I helped them find something out in Crockett. So oh. if I, you know, I go where my clients take, ask me to go as long as, you know, I feel I can serve their needs right. properly. Right. But my strength is in a loop in the surrounding area. Yeah. Well, good. Carlotta? Well, I started my career in Austin, Texas in raw ranch land and that was so fun i've been doing this about 35 years um moved with my husband to the woodlands and started into new home new construction which was so fun learning about you know blueprints and watching the sticks go into the air watching it all come to fruition was a lot of fun i did that for 16 years and then I went back to real estate and I'm with uh, Beth Ferrister and company. I've, ever since I've gone back to real estate, I've been with Beth and um, I love it. My area of expertise is the woodlands, but I do sell in Conroe and Magnolia and Kingwood and Spring and, you know, wherever it takes me. I, I don't go downtown though. So now I have a new person to send in or loop people to, Martha, and I will do that. Um, real estate is hot. Real estate is hot. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So in 2020, with COVID, uh, how has uh, that impacted your? Well, let's talk. Let's Carlotta. Why don't you tell us what the normal buyer 
or what their profile is today? And is it any different from previous years because of COVID? You know, the, I think it's different in the woodlands than it is a lot of other places. We tend to have people moving in and out all of the time. And this year is no different from the past. One thing that's different right now that is, it sounds so exciting, but I'm sure Martha will relate. It's, it's not so, it's really not so fun for the realtor. We don't have enough homes for sale. We have way more buyers than we have homes for sale. So it's a multiple offer. It's a sold before it hits the market. Uh, you really have to dot your I's and cross your T's to make sure you're not stepping on someone's toes or not being fair and in every way. It's, it's a tough time for the realtor. It's a happy time for the sellers and the buyers are just running around hoping that they got there quick enough. Right. So when does, you know, for those that don't know, Woodlands is a, a I guess, a, the most successful suburb of Houston and its own Absolutely. probably Absolutely. considers, yeah, probably considers Houston a suburb of the Woodlands at times. But the, um, when is the Woodlands out of room? Well, we're out of room in the sense if you're looking for houses, single family houses, we don't have that anymore. That's the resale market. But we still have our downtown area, Market Street, um, luxury condos. Yeah. Uh, we still have Carlton Woods over in Creekside that's still putting up, you know, your custom one million and up. Um, and the resale market is we're 35 years old now. And so we've got a lot of renovations happening. And that's exciting. I just sold a home that was completely redone outside, inside, uh, multiple offers, sold li literally before we could get the post in the ground. Wow. And um, Good for it's, you. it's an exciting time. It's really an exciting time. Here. Yeah. Martha, what do you think about uh, the world inside the loop for with this year? Yeah, so it's, a, it's the same thing. Inventory is low and... Um, and I think that, you know, for those people who know they have employment and they don't really have to worry too much about losing their job and all of this, but have discovered they have to be working from home, those guys are wanting to find a better, a better house that is more conducive for that. They need more space because they're on top of each other. Um, they, they want something maybe with a bigger yard. They need, they want something that's more comfortable for them to be at home. Uh, as long and as much as they are. And so that's what's making it really difficult. I mean, if you don't have the ideal house, you don't have the house that they're looking for, your house will stay on the market for a while. Yeah. So there are things like even as we market these homes that are coming on the market, we try to focus on those features that someone who has to be working from home all the time or staying at home all the time would find this particular house uh, conducive for you know, that need. And um, so it is important that the house have, yeah. you know, these types of amenities that make it comfortable for people to be in, at home all the time. You know, especially if you've got, you know, a couple with kids. I mean, that could, small space can get old very fast. Yes, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky my kids are out. So, but there's people in the neighborhood that, oh man, I feel, far, feel sorry for them with, uh, they're crawling all over each other and they're trying to work from home. Kids are trying to go to school. It's a it's a tough time. So, so our most yeah, go ahead. Question for you: 
Are, are you finding that a lot of people are refinancing and, and pulling cash out as well at this time? You know, not so much. Uh, we haven't done a whole lot of cash outs. The refinances I've done this year and most of the, the companies done are mostly just rate and term refinance, refinance the balance. And even some are, you know, taking large chunks of money and, and paying down the balances because they're nervous about having a big note. So they're pulling money out of other, you know, cash accounts or investments and having less debt. So there's almost a, a nervousness where people are trying to uh, reduce their cash flows, you know, right. work. Whether, whether that's with a, a lower rate or a lower loan amount, um, right. there's a good chunk of that going on. And I was, I think it seems like both of you mentioned the multiple offer thing, and there is some panic buying. It seems like some people that were like, Oh, I was, I'm going to do this next year. Maybe we'll move in two years. And then all of a sudden this year hits, they've got more time on their hands. They see things heating up around them. Rates are low pressures on to, to go get something. So there's been a little panic buying, I think that, that, you know, I've had, I had, I know of two, at least two deals in the past couple of months where the people, you know, said we were going to buy next year, but with all going on, we're buying this year. So it kind of makes me a little bit wondering well, who's going to be the buyers next year. Right. You know, what will be the, the market next year, um, you know, after the election, hopefully after COVID, you know, maybe all the people have found their spots or, or will there be a new, market well that's a good question so carlotta what do you think of next year will there be uh, the same kind of frenzy or will there be more homes on the market you know both from the seller side and from the buyer side what do you think the one thing that i would say when, when we have an election in november the following year has historically been flat as far as real estate um and the and the the election year, which we're in, plus the uh, COVID, it's, it's unusual. One would think that people would be staying in and being careful and being thoughtful of their finances. I'm just not seeing that here in the woodlands. And I find that, I mean, I, I'm not, normally I will have an opinion. <laughs> I don't, I am not sure why there is so much move around right now here. I'm not sure. There's a lot of move around that are people here buying up or buying down. And it might be what Martha touched on by now that they're in their house all the time with each other, they figured out that this isn't the correct layout or whatever, whatever. But I expect, well, I've always felt this way in real estate, even if you have to get up early and stay up late, you make hay while the sun shines. Mm -hmm. right. And we are definitely here in the woodlands in that position. And I don't expect it to stay this crazy hot through next year. I believe history will repeat itself and it will flatten out a bit. Now that doesn't mean it's gonna be bad. It just yeah. made me the multiple offers and people making, you mentioned, panicky deals, whatever, whatever these things are that are causing stuff to happen so quickly and so fast and so many, I think that's going to settle down. Yeah. Right. Martha, what do you think? No, I think, I think, I think it's about right. And, and I'll tell you what the, the irony of the situation is, is, you know, when, when this year started, oh my God, I had so much in my pipeline. I couldn't believe it. And, um, 
and I was, you know, putting my listings on and we were getting multiple offers. And then the next thing I know, the rodeo is being shut down. And the next thing I know, contracts are falling through. And oh my God, I was like, oh, this is going to be a terrible year. And then um, I was like, well, you know, it's just this year is just not going to be that big year. And April comes and April goes and in May and June, we start to open up and all of a sudden the wheels start rolling again. And I have the best year in real estate I have ever had. Okay. So I, it's almost like I have absolutely no idea what's gonna happen tomorrow. I just don't. I mean, yeah. I think that it's like she said, that's probably gonna balance out a little bit. Um, I, I think that, I think that it's going to make a lot of people calmer. I think the markets will get calmer. I think everything will become calmer if we can have a plan, you know, to deal with, you know, the, the challenges that we have. I think we'll see, we'll see it calm. So, but I have no idea how, yeah. I just don't know. But I'm, I'm, a lot, I'm with you and I'm with those people that you have been talking to where I am working on looking at my cash flow and making sure I am ready for a difficult year. But I do have stuff in my pipeline right now. The right. issue is I've got buyers and we're, you know, we're struggling with inventory. Yeah. Right. Me too. Me too. I was hoping that, uh, not hoping, but perhaps all the extra hours that couples are spending together in cramped quarters are going to create some divorce-related home purchases next year. So. <laughs> Well, more like marriage saving home yeah, purchases. That's right. Marriage saving pur pur yeah, purchases. Oh, or no, cozy up to some divorce lawyers, I guess, for new sources of business. But, um, oh, good Lord. <laughs> so I had kind of one, one kind of off, uh, off COVID uh, topic is what is a uh, strangest or story worthy transaction you've ever had uh, in your career? And uh, Martha, do you have one already thought of? One of my favorites happened a couple of years ago. Um, I had a house and my client really wanted to get 300,000 for this house. I mean, she was really holding on to that number. And we, at the time, I think we had it listed at 315 and we had an offer at 295 and they weren't gonna come up to 300 and she wasn't gonna come down to 295. So I got creative and um, I created this idea and I said, let's, let's do this. Let's drop the price in MLS by 5,000, you know, drop it to, to 310. Let's announce it on Facebook. And we had their, um, we had the buyer's email. So we were able to make sure that they got the notification on Facebook uh -huh. that there was a price reduction. And I scheduled an open house that weekend and we announced it everywhere. And so we had the open house. It was, it was raining during the open house and 12 couples came and wow. the open house was from two to four. And at four Oh five, we got a call from the buyer saying that they'd come up to the seller's price. Oh. So they, we think that they were sitting outside watching the traffic in the house. <laughs> that was great. I was, a, that was really good. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was because I, I have to tell you one thing I love to do in real estate is I love to strategize. Oh. And I come up with strategies. I get a feel for what's going on and what needs to happen. And I'll come up with a unique plan for that situation. And uh, I love doing that, especially when it falls together. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Great story. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carlotta, how about you? Do you have a story worthy transaction? I, you know, for a minute, I, for some 
said, I was thinking of a challenging transaction or a, or perhaps one that was fraught with issues, but a better one would be um, working with like my best friend. And you know, you know, Martha, that's tough. When it's your friend, you really want everything to go right. You, you really more than ever in your life, you want that to go right. Okay, so he's gonna do a flip, okay? And we found the home and we purchased it. And let's just say we purchased it for, to be fair and, and uh, not disclose everything. We purchased it for a good bit less than 300,000. And he had a budget and he was gonna do all these things and he went way over budget. And when I say way over budget, I mean double over budget. <laughs> so let's just say almost, uh, well, over 150000 in money spent. And that wasn't what we were going to do. That wasn't what we talked about. Um, and I knew that in order for him to be able to uh, feed his family, <laughs> we were going to have to get a certain amount of money. And that was going to be so far over the neighborhood comps, which I knew we were going to be pushing our limit. But to say, just to cut to the chase, I put a number on it that was twice what we bought it for. And I found comps nowhere near it, but I found comps in the world. <laughs> and I prepared my packet and I prayed and do you know that that house not only sold for overlift, but I met appraisal. Oh, awesome! That's the Very best good. deal. That's the best deal I've ever done. Good for you. Very good. Excellent. Um, well, I think we've kind of reached the end. Well, what's the best way, uh, Martha? Someone can reach you if you want them to reach out. Just on. Social media or cell phone or emails, what works for you? And, and my cell, I, I love it when people text me. <laughs> That's my favorite. Because I, I, especially now in this political environment, I'm getting, you know, so oh. many political emails and I've got, you know, sorting and trying to go through all of those emails. So, um, yes, if you want to email me at Martha at MarthaBaudry.com, that's fine. But um, texting me or reaching out to me on social media will get a much faster response. Okay, great. Same question for you, Carlotta. What's your contact? Well, I'm, I'm going to say go to my website, carlottamorris.com. That's pretty easy. Other than that, Owen can find me if you need me. Um, you know, I have a cell number. I'm on every kind of social media there is. If you know Carlotta Morris, you can find me. <laughs> That's good. You both have done great jobs marketing your, your selves and your names. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and trying this experiment. And uh... Can I say one more thing? Okay. This guy, this Owen Rohn, is an incredible lender. He answers the phone. I don't care if it's 10 o'clock on Saturday night. He's trustworthy. He's reliable. I've been with him for over 20 years. The loan man is sitting here. That's funny. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for doing this. Sure. All right. Y'all have a good uh, good rest of your day. Let me Thank see if I can.